Welcome back to Moms in Baseball. This is episode 54, and I'm Stephanie. Diana is off this week, and we are discussing PBR Junior Future Games at Lake Point Sports Complex in Emerson, Georgia. To talk about that today, I have a special guest, my husband, Patrick Malley. Hello. Welcome, Patrick. Uh, This is weird. (laughs) This is a little weird for me, too. So... (laughs) So today we're going to be talking about PBR, the Junior Future Games. It was July 28th through August 1st, and this was in Emerson, Georgia. Travel baseball has definitely changed a lot since we were younger. Travel baseball used to be for, you know, the elite. They would have those one or two teams. Now you can find many different levels of travel baseball However much you want to put into it, if you want your kid very competitive, you can travel hours upon hours to put your kid on that team, and then you travel further out during your summer leagues, and and you, you can go to different states and pay much more money and do whatever you want. Or you can have like your little local league. Once you go to high school, you don't do as much travel or you have a shortened season because you typically do it after your high school team has played. Um, And so then it's a very shortened season. So then they do these different things called showcases. Uh, In doing this, they collect measurables and do different things like that, which comes into play PBR. So, Patrick, can you tell us a little bit more about what PBR is? Sure. Uh, Prep Baseball Report, or PBR, as it's uh, commonly referred to, is an independent scouting service. All that that means is that they provide player showcase events for capturing measurable data like 60 time infield and outfield throwing velo pitching velo exit velo and a whole lot more data guys come in and they've got a bunch of data tracking electronics that'll capture all of that data on the fly using lasers to determine how fast the kids run radars to determine how hard they're throwing and hitting what the rotational velocity on the ball is whether or not they're throwing strikes or balls and at what percentages just a whole bunch of technology in order to measure a player and then the important part is is that they take all that data and they put it on a profile on their website for every player where they also post pictures of players videos narratives from the events news demographic info etc so for example if you go to prep baseball report and search for our kid you'll find a bunch of information about him as an eighth grader this is also a, a portal for college scouts to search for players during the pandemic for example um, when scouts couldn't go to schools or to tournaments to see players they used pbr's website quite a bit to just search for different players going to a couple of different events this summer I, i'd hear players in the dugout or around the baseball games talking about searching each other up on pbr to see each other's profile. So, you know, as a parent of a current eighth grader looking at high school ball, it seems to be a thing that a lot of kids who are thinking about college sports tend to participate in in order to get one of these profiles. On top of that, Prep Baseball Report's also really active on social media throughout events and even after. They're constantly posting to social media in order to try to highlight players that participate in their events. And then one of the crazier things that they do is that they try to rank high school players to the best of their ability, which just seems like a really tough task for them. But uh, in the end, they, they do a pretty good job of putting together a case for the, the top players in the nation based upon the data that they're measuring. So a question that we get asked often, us, I mean as parents, not us, as in me and Diana. Um, why did we have our son, who was a seventh grader at the time, 
do a PBR event? Sure, that's a really good question. So I'm a firm believer in providing our son with experiences that will help him feel more confident in what he's doing. Because uh, I guess, like, to be honest, no college scout is looking for a seventh grader to recruit for their program. But knowing something about our son and knowing that, you know, he's kind of a, a slow to warm up kid, right? He needs to be feel comfortable in order to feel confident. Uh, I wanted to have multiple exposures to that type of experience. So the first PBR event we actually uh, took him to was a local event with mostly high school students. And so our seventh grader was getting on the mound right after after a high school junior throwing upper 80s uh, in order to get measured and that that's certainly a little intimidating yeah yeah, yeah. And, and I don't I don't think in a bad way I mean obviously it's not the best circumstances uh, and we, we talked about that and so we actually took him to a second showcase later on the summer for middle school kids that that happened at the end of the day like taking him to multiple showcase type events between seventh and eighth grade really built up his confidence and his ability to feel comfortable in these showcase events where now I feel fairly confident that when he walks into one of these showcase events he knows what to expect he's now one of those guys in the dugout that's walking other kids who haven't done them through the whole process so moving on what are the PBR junior future games at a basic level it's a tournament but we can't talk about the PBR junior future games without first talking about the future games because in all honesty the the junior future games is truly that it's a junior version of the big event for that weekend which is the future games future games is basically an invite only event where uh, some of the top players from each state that PBR is in get invited to represent their state to play in this four game minimum tournament the highlight of the event is that there are over 300 scouts there, right? That's the advertised number that we hear thrown around all the time. And I can tell you from being there that that number feels right. I remember when, when we, when we first showed up, there was a line that I asked somebody that worked there if we should get into it. And she said, Those, that's the line for scouts, right? <laughs> you know, and then, and then when you get in that line, yeah. so, so the facilities for the junior future games and the future games are in Emerson, Georgia at a facility called uh, Lake Point Sports Complex. And that facility is basically two clover leaves of uh, turf fields, and one clover leaf for the event that we were at was all of the high school kids, and the other clover leaf was the seventh and eighth grader teams, the thirteen and fourteen U team, I guess I should say. Which um, were the juniors, right? The junior yeah, that's the junior games. future games. Okay. If you walk over to the future game side where the high school kids are all at, all the seats around the fields were taken up by scouts, and the parents are basically standing behind them watching their kids play because this is truly one of those sorts of scouting events where kids are getting offers after they leave or, or in some cases, even on the spot. Uh, there's a ton of attention on the future game side from Prep Baseball Report. They're posting to social media. They've got really high-quality cameras and, and music, putting content out on a regular basis. They're, they're blogging about kids, writing about top velocities, and it's a really big deal. On the junior future game side, there's not a ton of any of that other than the kids <laughs> are participating in the showcase. They are getting some in-game social media stuff. Our son actually, he hit a triple and one of the social media guys happened to be standing on the first baseline. And so so our son got a really cool video of, of himself hitting this triple and posted it to the website. It's really cool. But, it is. But, it but, is. It, but it wasn't the norm, right? Like that's right. certainly not something that we saw a ton. And so there's an effort being made 
but the focus is clearly on the future games. And I think that's appropriate, to be honest yes. with you. Like, like the point of us bringing our kid to the Junior Future Games was not to get all of this attention to supersede what these high school kids being scouted by colleges would get. It was simply to have the experience to go down and participate in this highly competitive invite-only tournament. Uh, representing the state of Michigan to compete against kids from other states. So it's pretty cool. Absolutely. So how would you get an invite for the PBR Junior Future Games? So I can't speak for all states because PBR does operate on like a state director sort of model. And so I've heard stories from different families in different states about how things are done a bit differently. But for Michigan, I can say that uh, it all starts with attending a PBR event to be measured and have a profile created. The state directors for PBR uh, are involved in the selection process. They identify coaches in the state in order to lead the team. Keegan was actually contacted early on by a coach of a team that he pitched against really well, who is connected with the PBR organization. So there's a little bit of like old school baseball kind of connections involved in this. But at the same time, like if you're not being measured by PBR and you don't have a profile so that nobody can find you, it's a lot harder to be recognized. There were other kids on his team representing Michigan who got there because they had really high numbers on their PBR profile and were found in that way. And uh, the baseball world gets kind of small when you start talking through these numbers and what's your kid throwing? What was the exit? of his at-bat, so on and so forth. So so I think the primary way is to go to these PBR events, uh, showcases leading up to the to future games, get an invite uh, in order to go. So let's talk about cost per player. Pretty comparable to other showcase or individual events, but it's 350 bucks Per player? Yes. Uh, but that doesn't take into account that in order to get the invite, you should probably attend a showcase prior. And, and to, to attend a showcase to be measured and have a profile created is about 150 bucks before that. So, you know, all in, uh, you're looking at about 500 bucks to get measured, get an invite. Once you get invited, you get to pay another 350 bucks in order to go down and participate. Right. So us, us travel ball parents, we're just like money, money, money. Right. Yep. So <laughs> you, do, you do your kids live in their best life. That's for sure. So what do the kids get? Because I know there was a little bit of some swag in there that he received. So what, what does this event include? The kids actually got a jersey that was really high quality. Keegan, what did he call it? He called it a swim shirt. It was like a, a really like a thicker. Oh, yeah. It was like a thicker fabric, but very breathable. The jersey, the jerseys have like uh, sublimated printing on them. Um, they're really stylish. Uh, all the different states have a similar design, but with a different color scheme, and uh, just really, really sharp, good-looking jerseys. Uh, they also get a future games hat and a bag tag that players typically like, and a nice drawstring bag that says future games on it to put all of their gear in. Sounds nice. So what did the showcase look like? So it starts on Wednesday. Having had Keegan at two different showcase events for PBR earlier in the summer, I can tell you that the Wednesday looked very similar to any other PBR showcase. The PBR crew set up their equipment. They had TrackMan behind the plate. They had their lasers out for the 60 time. They had a whole crew of guys with cameras in order to take video. Basically, they had everybody run the, the 60. They had all of the players that play outfield, uh, field balls, and throw to third base. 
infielders fielded balls from the left side and through the first uh catchers caught uh the only thing that they did not do at the the junior future games that they do at other showcases is have the boys pitch because they're going to be participating mm. in a tournament and they want to see them pitching against live pitchers they they do the pitching measurables live during the tournament that's good to uh, save their arm that's yeah. good uh, we showed up Wednesday, uh, went to the showcase a couple hours, had a team meeting, got to know some people, and then we left. That was all that day one was. Uh, tournament started on Thursday. There were four pool play games, and then Sunday uh, was bracket play. How were the fields? Immaculate. I mean, we're talking about some, <laughs> of, the, some of the best. Uh, we have heard that, fields. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, they're turf. We had rain on one day, and we were playing within minutes of the rain stopping. So, I mean, it's just an immaculate facilities. Every single field has a uh, track man and, you know, Scoreboards are all electronic with pitching velocities up there for all the age levels. Concessions were fantastic. Microbrew beers and in the middle of the place, there's even a full-on store selling PBR gear with anything you want to go spend your money on. I mean, this is a, a well-put-together event in a absolute fantastic facility. I, I can't say enough good things about how nice the facilities were for playing baseball. I'm going to go back to something you just mentioned. So... You did say that they had these giant scoreboards, and you also mentioned that the kids' pitching velocity was being shown on these scoreboards, so the kids could see how fast they were throwing, correct? Yeah, I don't know how much it happened at the high school site because obviously we didn't spend much time over there other than just walking through to see the spectacle of the scouts and, and whatnot. But mm -hmm. I do know for our boys at the 13U level, having the velocity shown on the scoreboard probably impacted them a little more, mm -hmm. possibly negatively as well. As, <laughs> as, uh, trying, to, trying to show off a little bit. Yeah, well, and it was funny because I remember it was one night we had a late game because of rain and and our son was pitching, you know, it might have been like 11, 11.30 at night, and he had come in to close out a game, and, you know, he was trying to max out. Uh, he had pitched two innings prior to that game and um, had done well, but really wanted to get a measured velocity that was a little bit higher. And so after every single pitch, he could turn around and look at the scoreboard to see how <laughs> oh, hard he boy. threw. Um, and, and he did it. I mean, he, he achieved his goal. He, he hit a, a maximum uh, velocity. And, and the cool thing about PBR and these events is that uh, they update the profile within – I'd say within 12 hours. So we went home that night. I don't think we got home until 1 o'clock in the morning. Went to bed, woke up the next day, and sure enough, his profile was updated uh, with his new pitching velocity. So he was pretty excited. And, but, yeah, so, I, again, atypical situation for right. a 13-year-old where they've got the velo up on the scoreboard, and he's trying to throw as hard as he can. And As long as he has command. <laughs> well, well, he did. I mean, I think that's part of the that's part of the problem. And I think for a lot of the kids, right, because they could see their, their velocity, and they knew they were trying to just throw hard because they were being measured. Command certainly suffered across the whole weekend, but I think that there's a time and a place, right? That if you're in a position where you know you can just throw as hard as possible, then why not? Yeah, absolutely. I'm also going to go back to the weather. So this was when, bless your heart, Georgia, but you were screaming hot. It was like 104 heat index, and I remember they had to do those measurables. And what was it that Keegan told you when he was out there on those fields doing that? 
the fields were scorching hot. I mean, I think that we'll hear stories about turf getting hot uh, up here in our neck of the woods uh, playing in Indiana and Michigan. But he came off the field after the showcase, and, and he said, my feet are just burning up. And so they do sell some insoles. And uh, Stephanie, you even looked up some different solutions online about putting tinfoil underneath the insoles. Yeah, I had some moms like, come to the rescue for me. Yeah. yeah. So I it, I think it's a real thing. And, and also water, I think, on that first day, our biggest takeaway was just how much more water we need. This was actually um, our son's first time uh, flying to a tournament, and so we didn't pack a big jug for water or cooler. Uh, we just went to the store and bought a bunch of water bottles. He he left his water bottle sitting on the bench in the sun and went out to do his showcase stuff, came in, and it was it was so hot that it was unpleasant to drink. <laughs> so we had to go out and buy a, a cheap cooler for him to take into the dugout to have ice in there to, to, to keep everything cold. So I think since then, we've, we've now bought a collapsible cooler to take on plane rides with us so that way he's got something that he can put ice on to keep stuff cool. But yeah, that heat was was crazy and the turf, you could smell the tires coming off the field. It yeah. Was so hot, so. Yeah, they say it's like 20 to 30 degrees warmer than the heat. So uh, that's hot. So bless your heart, Georgia. I don't know how you do it, but there you go. Parents are going to want to know the legitimacy of this tournament. How was the competition or was it just kind of like showing off your kid? I think the competition was was really solid. I, I think the toughest thing to consider when at one of these events is that baseball is both a team and an individual sport in many ways. And so when you're at one of these showcase events, you just have to keep in context that while the team is competing against the other states, the other teams. They're also somewhat competing against themselves and each other, if that makes sense. And so, for example, if a team has eight pitchers on it, then it's more important that all eight of those guys get an opportunity to pitch enough innings to be measured, to be seen, to be recognized than it is to go and win win the tournament. Right. So if a player pitches two innings in the first game um, and then they bring in another pitcher and then the team loses, like that's fine. Right. It's not really the point. Our team went three and one. We were happy with that. Uh, We didn't get to advance into bracket play, but I think every parent there understood like that's not why we were there. Like would we have liked to have done better? Yeah. If we went there to win the tournament, we may have done things differently, but then you'd have some pretty disappointed folks because we were there to showcase the kids to right. see what they had, right? So I think I might sound naive to somebody who has a senior in high school that's done a bunch of these showcases, but for somebody with a, a kid going into the eighth grade this year who's really just dipping our toe in this to learn on our right. own, it was kind of eye-opening to see. There was a different vibe, you know? Like, nobody's on the fence rooting the kids on, saying, like, we got to win, we got to win. Like, we're all just there for each other's kid. Just to answer the question more directly, like, highly competitive. The, the kids that are going to these events are all there for a reason. They're all considering possible college opportunities, and they want to be seen so that they can possibly have an opportunity to play down the road. I think there wasn't a single kid on the field that I thought shouldn't be there. They all belonged, they all had a place, and they all deserved to be at this at this tournament. What do baseball players gain from playing in, in this type of showcase? Or how would it be beneficial to them? Uh, again, here's where I've got to differentiate. Like, I think the, the benefits... And what you get from going to the future games is obviously going to be much more practical and immediate than the junior future games. I think if you're sending your kid to the junior future games, you really have to keep things in perspective. You're sending your kid there for the experience, for the confidence, for the ability to meet other players uh, that are like him, and for the privilege of being able to play on a field that 
awesome for an organization that is trying to help advance them and give them opportunities, but you're not going there for your kid to be the one in a million that gets scouted at 13 years old. Right. I think that there was one story coming out of the 14U group of a of an, a freshman getting an offer at 14U, but that kid was very special, throwing the ball incredibly hard for his age. Like we're talking a truly, truly exceptional uh, youth athlete. So the majority of us parents aren't sending our kids to this for that. But I would recommend this sort of experience of the Junior Future Games to any parents who were able to send their son who was considering college baseball. So what were your overall thoughts about this experience for our son? I think overall it was a phenomenal experience for him. He got to meet several new players from across the state of Michigan who he had not had a chance to play with in the past. A a lot of the kids that he met in the dugout were players that he has played against on other teams over the years, whether it was a team that we beat when he was in 10U or a team that that beat us just last year. It was really cool for him to be in the dugout with those kids and to just both be recognized as a dude and recognize other kids as a dude. Like it's just something to be said about baseball culture when you can break it down to, uh, I know that guy, he's a buddy of mine. We, we play together on this team. So I think that the overall experience on the baseball side was phenomenal. I think you do need to go into this understanding that it's a it's a slow experience. This is not a three-game-on-Saturday sort of event. Pool play started on Thursday. We had one game per day uh, going into the weekend, and we were in you know Atlanta, Georgia. And so uh, I think making the most of it and, and understanding, like, you know, we're, we're here for, for the total experience, not just to, to play a bunch of baseball, hopefully bring home a, a trophy and, and go home. All right, that's a wrap for this episode. On deck next week, dads take over and discuss USA Baseball NTIS 13U Champions Cup in Cary, North Carolina. In the meantime, you can keep up with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're at Moms and Baseball, M-O-M-S-A-N-D-B-A-S-E-B-A-L-L. And make sure to subscribe and share with your baseball friends. Until then, have fun at the fields. We'll see you next week. 